listening to the Story Embers podcast, a podcast dedicated to guiding and inspiring Christian storytellers to glorify God with excellent craftsmanship. I'm your host, Grace Livingston, and welcome to episode 20, Writing for Others versus Writing for Yourself. I'm Grace Livingston. I'm Josiah DeGraff. I'm Rolina Hatfield. And I'm Des Slam. And today we're tackling the importance of sharing our work with others and the balance between writing for others and writing for yourself. Okay, so in the Christian Storytellers Manifesto we published last year, one of our resolutions we call writers to make is to let our work shine before others in an effort to reach, encourage, and challenge them. Josiah, let's have you start off and then Dave and Rolini, you can chime in. What exactly does it mean to let your work shine before others? And why was this added to the manifesto? One of the things I was thinking about about a year and a half ago when we first were composing and writing down the manifesto, and part of at least my motive behind why to include this as a part of the manifesto is that it one of the things I, I sometimes see authors doing is having the mindset, having a, a, a fearful mindset about their writing and being afraid of sharing their writing with others, you know, at certain points in their journey. And I think it's can be at times because writing is such a solitary activity, fall into the mindset that we're just writing for ourselves and no one else. Now, I do think there is something that's true about that. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to immediately reject that notion. But I think sometimes because writing is a solitary activity, it can become easy to miss and forget about the fact that ultimately, you know, what our writing is able to do is writing is a means by which we're able to serve others. When we're able to write a story that's able to enthrall readers and give them joy, we're serving our readers. When we are able to weave powerful themes and messages into our stories, they're able to impact readers. We are serving our readers. And so while there are certain solitary aspects of writing, you know, for me, what part of this means is that as writers, it is good to be wanting to share our work with others. It is good to be building platforms and to be marketing and to be doing things, to be putting our writing in front of others. And sometimes, you know, for writers, the just the word marketing can leave a bit of an icky taste in your mouth. You know, I just want to write. Why do I have to deal with all this marketing stuff? But, you know, what you're doing with your marketing is you're trying to look for ways of how can I reach more people with the story? Because if your story is good enough to bring readers joy and to impact them, I think it's a good thing to look for ways to let that shine before them and look for ways to pull readers, find new readers to pull in with your work. Mm -hmm. Just piggybacking off of that, I remember also drafting this manifesto. I think one of the ideas we had is that uh, we've got a wide audience. We've got people who want to be full-time, part-time, and hobbyists. Um, and we encourage all those. Those are all great goals. Um, but one thing you know we're definitely noticing is that it, the culture is not being exposed to a Christian worldview so much, and the uh, the Christian market is often very isolated. Um, it's not very strong. It's not very large. I'm including both like Christian proper as a genre, and then just like Christian fiction in general for all markets. And we think that 
you people listening to the podcast, you have the potential to change that in some way. And that could be a small way, it could be a large way. But um, if you really do feel that calling to pursue writing as a career to some degree, um, then we encourage you that that's a really noble goal to press towards and to not be uh, held back by the fears because of that end goal, because of, of really shining your light before others and then being like, particularly in a dark world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, what Josiah and a little bit about what Deus was saying reminds me of where um, in the scriptures it says that what man lighteth a candle and then put it under a basket. Mm-hmm. Like when you have a candle, when you have the truth, when you have writings, you can share them with others um, and you should not be afraid to do so. And hey, Story Embers is a great community to find people to share your story with. Um, and to get um, good feedback and encouragement for that. I think also along with what does it mean to let our work shine before others is in the manifesto, it says, well, to let our work shine before others is an, in an effort to reach, encourage, and challenge them. And mm-hmm. I think part of shining comes with that effort, that word effort, because, mm-hmm. I mean, we talk a lot about writing excellent fiction. And it's, it's such a good goal to strive for. Whatever you do for the Lord, let it be done in excellence, you know, put your whole heart into it. So I think learning about writing as a craft um, and investing, um, you know, the time, the, the, the hard work, the tears, the, even the discouragement it takes to be able to make something that will go out and shine before men is also a way to serve. So being able to learn as a writer and grow yourself and put that effort in, I think is definitely part of mm-hmm. letting your work shine before people as well. Mm-hmm. And I think another aspect is, you know, as you're pointing to, you know, you know, the importance of putting in the effort to it is the fact that, you know, th- this doesn't mean that you necessarily need to reach hundreds or thousands of readers with your stories, mm-hmm. you know, just taking something, you know, something you wrote and sharing it with, you know, a family member or a friend who you think will enjoy it. That's a way of, you know, of, of shining your light before others. You know, telling a story to your son and a daughter is a way of doing this. So while it certainly can include, you know, doing things like marketing and promotion and other things to put your work in front of bunches of readers, even when you're not putting your work writing in bunches of readers, you know, just sharing that with a few other people is a meaningful way of using the gifts God has given you as a way to love and bless your fellow human beings around you. That reminds me of uh, another parable, the uh, the widow's the widow's mite, um, where she had less than other people were bringing, but she gave all that she had, and it was accounted more than those who had vast amounts, but were giving out of that vastness. Mm. I, I think I will look on your writing the same way that he is very pleased if you offer the little training you have to the best of your ability for the few people you can reach, and he'll bless that. I love that. I I love telling other writers, you know, that your writing is a gift and you want your gift to be the best, best possible gift that it can be to go out there and to bless people. It is a gift to be able to give. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned. This week on our blog is all about poetry, specifically what poetry has to teach novelists. In a three-part article series, our resident poets Deus Lamb, Graham Jackson, and Cindy Green explore poetry's power to strengthen your use of imagery and enhance your understanding of theme and characters in your writing. 
Check out these articles and more at storyumbers.org slash blog. Welcome back, everyone. I'm with SE staffers Josiah DeGraff, Alina Hatfield, and Dea Slam, and we're discussing a less talked about aspect of writing, writing for yourself versus writing for others. Now, we started by talking about why it's important to present our work to others and keep in mind how our work has the power to impact others. But funneling this down to the more practical side, how do we balance writing for just ourselves with writing for others? Maybe how have each of you guys balanced this in your writing? I guess one area I do the same is um, with discerning between what of my fiction is junk and what of it is well polished. <laughs> um, so I, I do want to, you know, not just reach others with my fiction, but reach them in a way that's respectful of them. You know, they're putting the time investment through my story. I always, I know they'll always have faults with my fiction, but I just want to be as respectful as I can understanding my faults. Um, and I think also getting other people's advice on that can be helpful. But even if your work is not, say, publishable, it's probably going to be impactful for one person. Or if you maybe can't share the whole story, you can summarize it for someone. Or you can use it as inspiration for another work that could be really meaningful to someone. I think there's, I think every word you write is not wasted, that it can be impactful to someone besides you. Mm. One of the ways that I find it helpful to think about as a writer is that when I'm writing the first draft, I'm writing the first draft for myself. Mm -hmm. When I'm writing the second, third, and fourth drafts, I'm writing those for readers because I think it's it's really important for us as writers that you know we are writing things that we enjoy, writing things that we're proud about. You know, and often that's why the first draft I'm writing for myself. One is because I'm writing the sorts of stuff I like to read. The other thing is that thinking about other people at that point puts way too much pressure on me at too early a point in time to be able to think about that. But, you know, after that, you know, as someone who does want to impact readers with what I write, after the first draft, it does become something I think about is how will readers, you know, approach this? What will they be expecting as they read to this scene? How will they be responding to it? And how can I best craft this scene in a way that's bringing across what I want to bring across in a way that will be able to effectively bring it about to readers um, because I do think it is important to be finding ways that you are both writing for yourself, you know, in a sense, and also writing for readers. But sometimes those have to come at different points in time in the writing and drafting process. Or I guess even for me, to some degree, when I'm writing, the, um, or I guess in, in all the drafts, I'm writing for both me and the reader. One example would be in the character arcs. In the current work in progress I have, I've modeled some of the character arcs after some things I've been trying to deal with and overcome. And so I'm trying to present it in the most meaningful, fun way for the reader, but it's also a journey for me as I write each chapter of um, kind of just keeping up with my, with my own pace in growing in life. And so whether or not it gets published, it's meaningful to me, but I try to make it as meaningful for readers as well. I don't think I've consciously like sat back and gone, ooh, when did I write for myself and when was I writing just for my readers in like first or second draft or anything like that. I really like that idea though, Josiah. I feel like that would work really well. But I think I kind of am a blend of both at the moment um, mm. because I know that when I lean more towards writing for my readers, then my work ends up sounding like everything I've ever read 
<laughs> because <laughs> because that's what you know i'm thinking oh the pressure's on i have to write what the reader wants um and then it doesn't come out in my voice at all but if i lean too far to just writing myself then like this whole spew of like feels just land on the page because it's Relina just expressing everything she just you know went through an hour ago or something um so i think like coming to the page and having that that blend that balance of okay what is what is the reader's expectation for this how can i craft it well so that it's going to you know turn turn well for them but also be able to use like days was saying you know my experience especially for the the characters and you know inner monologue especially is where Relina comes through with um yeah, this is something I definitely just went through and this is something I feel like I can actually speak about. Um, but yeah, I really like that idea of the first draft, letting that raw emotion be there on the page and then going back through and saying, okay, how can we mold this feather to um, what a reader would expect and how I would be able to reach them more effectively, um, especially since readers are so different than me. Um, you know, I want to be able to find ways to reach readers who are different and i have to be sensitive that you know they're not all, all going to feel the same way i feel or um to find ways that i can um reach them and impact them as well one last thing i'll just add and that i've been thinking about throughout this whole discussion is tying things back again to kind of the the sharing aspect of this you know not just writing things with readers of mind but sharing it as well um is that i think sometimes writers feel I don't know what the right word would be. Ashamed, guilty, bad about sharing their writing with others. You 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 feel like, oh, you know, you know, I'm I'm asking people to read this work and I kind of feel embarrassed about it. Like I really, really shouldn't be doing this and all that. And you know, part of you know, I think our, our goal with this resolution is to point out the fact that you know it's not a bad thing to be wanting to share your writing with others. It's not necessarily selfish to do. Now you can do it for selfish reasons. You say, oh, I just want to share this ranch. Everyone's impressed by me. It is possible to do anything for selfish reasons, but I don't think it's, you know, it's necessarily a bad desire to want to share your writing with others, particularly after you've put a lot of work into it, you know, after you've tried to do different things with your writing to help it to, you know, enthrall readers and to help it to, you know, inspire readers and to help readers, whether it's, you know, sharing it with a friend or sharing it with a family member or researching promotion and marketing tactics to share it with a larger audience. Um, I think it's easy to view all those things as bad when they are all actually good things when done in a spirit of love um, for your fellow neighbor. Yeah, if I could also add in just one last thing um, is from the perspective of someone who has always been very, it's a very market driven wanting to reach a lot of people uh, is that don't just write that way. At times it's very important for you to step back and say, yes, I want to reach a lot of people, but there's something on my heart right now that mm. needs to get out and it's not going to get out if I'm just focusing on this big project and this big project. For me, how this often comes out is, is poetry, which I don't do enough, but um, it's a great way if there's, there's something about yourself you need to express to get that out quickly, but also beautifully um, and very and fully, and so I find that a great relief, and it's also just great for um, you know tight communities of friends to kind of share that, and plus small groups of people too. So don't feel like it's it's selfish to 
focus on your own mental and, and spiritual and emotional well-being. It's very important to have art just for that. Thanks for joining me, Josiah, Rolina, and Deus, and thanks so much, listeners, for tuning in. As always, you can learn more about each of the staffers on today's episode at storyambers.org slash about. And special thanks to our amazing Patreon supporters, Taylor Clogston and Michael Stanton. Your support means so much as we strive to better encourage Christian storytellers and improve the SE site as a whole. Finally, make sure to join me again on November 30th, four weeks from now, for the next episode of the Story Embers podcast.